Bank branches. You might think they're dying, but they're definitely surviving, and the talk about branches is thriving. But if the main themes center on services, efficiency, and staffing, the answers aren't altogether obvious. Which salient truths hold the most weight in solving the bank branch puzzle? To find out, we'll talk with David Kirstein, president of Peak Performance Group. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. Come on in. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast. It is great to have you here with us. And today on the podcast, a really terrific friend and ally to BAI, David Kirstein. David is president of Austin, Texas-based Peak Performance Group, which specializes in community and retail banking strategies. David, fantastic to have you here on the podcast today. Lou, it's great to be with you. In the industry today, why all this focus on branch banking? Well, Lou, it's a great question because we always hear about how branches are becoming less relevant and how branches may be going away. But the reality is branches still are the primary distribution network for our industry. And 85% of the accounts that are opened are opened in branches. They're not opened online or through other distribution channels. And people still use branches. The metrics that we see and are publicly available from Chase and from others, indicate that people still use branches, maybe a little less frequently than they did in the past, and maybe less for monetary transactions than they did in the past, but they still use them on a monthly basis. So whether they're millennials or whether they're seniors, branches are still relevant as where people get service, where people do monetary transactions, and where people open accounts. And so they still are the critical distribution network for us. Will that change in the future? Is it changing now? Yes, we certainly see that there are fewer transactions going through branches. Every bank recognizes that. With new technology, and with new experience, will more people open accounts online? I'm sure that that will be the case. But there still is a need for some physical distribution. And today, that's where 85% of our business comes from. And so it's critical that we continue to get it right in the branches that we have. And we continue to evolve them so that they meet the needs of our present customers and our future customers. The word evolve in particular strikes me as being poignant. What do you see as some of the hot points in branch banking today, the critical issues? Well, I think there are several. One of them is relevance, as we talked about. I was just at South by Southwest, and a good part of that is around digital strategies and around what they call the interactive portion. And I listened to one person talk about why new fintech strategies were critical. And he described how the branches that he goes into essentially haven't changed since his grandfather's day. Maybe that's a bit of an overstatement. They certainly look different than they did back then. But there's a certain reality to that, that the experience that you have going into a branch for monetary transactions, which are declining, is very similar to what it's been historically. 
So I think that we need to make branches more relevant to the customer experience, more relevant to give them the information that they want, more relevant to help them with all the channels that they currently use from banks. And there are some banks that are starting to do that. Second is we've got to staff them differently. Certainly branches are changing. The number of monetary transactions that occur in branches has been declining consistently at about roughly 8% a year, but yet they still remain the dominant thing that occurs in branches. If we just look at raw activity, the majority of things that occur are at the teller line, but yet with smaller number of transactions going through branches, we just don't need as many staff running them as we've had before. So this shift to more of a universal banker is critical because if you look at today's staffing of branches, the majority of branches are staffed at kind of the minimum that are needed just to keep the doors open for security and for dual control. And if you kind of add up that number of people, that is more than is needed for just the number of people that are coming into those branches. And that's not the way it has been in the past. In the past, we used to worry about getting the staffing right because we had a lot of people that were flowing in. Today, that's not the case. We've kind of set that basis. So having broader skills, flexible staff, having better technology to be able to handle customers is really critical to managing branches going forward. You wrote an excellent piece in BAI Banking Strategies about the six branch roadblocks to overcome on the way to universal banker success. And you came to this incredible conclusion. I will quote from the piece that once you analyze thousands of branches, you found an astounding 40 to 65% of branches staffed higher than customer traffic dictates. That's not sustainable. What do you see going on? If you add up just the number of hours that you need to keep the branch open and for dual control, you need to have two people behind the teller line and somebody on the platform to do service. You need to have a certain number of hours that are covered. That'll kind of set you at a floor of about five. Maybe you can get it down to a little less than that, 4.5, 4.75, but you need about five people to run the branch. And we compared thousands of branches from clients and from project work that we did and found that roughly 40% were already at five and they didn't have the transactions to justify that. You wouldn't have staffed that based upon transactions. It's the fact that you need dual control and you need these other functions. And if you then look at how many were kind of close to that, about five and a half FTE on average, that kind of gets you up to about another 15, 20%. So you kind of scratch your head and say, how should you staff those branches? What level of automation should you have? And if you do need to have those facilities for customer service and for convenience, then what kind of a mix of skills and staff and technology are you going to need to efficiently manage it? Because It's not sustainable to have this number of branches staffed at this level of labor when you don't have enough customers to justify that. You've got to manage them differently and therefore be able to maintain your convenience, or you've got to come to the conclusion that says, I really don't need as many, and I'm going to have to decrease the number of branches because they can't be profitable at that level. What do you see as some of the key action points that can help solve this problem? Universal Banker, I think, is 
critical. And I don't mean by that that you just cross-train people so that they have additional skills and can pitch in when needed. You have personal bankers who can do teller operations and they rotate through the variety of functions so that they can do all the functions in a branch. Because anybody who's sat in a branch, and I would encourage those of you who are listening to this podcast to just go spend a day sitting in one of your branches, sitting long enough so that you become wallpaper and no one notices you and see the types of activities and how much dead time there is between customer activity. And I think you'll quickly come to the conclusion that this is not a sustainable process. When I said that simply cross-training people to pitch in where needed doesn't work. It doesn't work because if branches are already at a level where there's big periods where there's not a lot of activity, when do you need somebody to kind of pitch in and jump in? There just aren't that many really busy times. By the time somebody gets around to closing out what they're doing and going to help somebody else, it's over. It's not needed. So you really need to rethink about running branches differently with a different mix of people and with different choreography, if you will, about what people do in the branch, how they interact, how they function as a team, rather than with more specialized skills. We need to think about automation, not as automating what customers do, but making it simpler and automating how we serve our customers. By the time somebody drives to one of our physical facilities, parks their car, walks in the door, they don't want to be told, go over here and you can do this with self-service, like you could do from home. You can probably deposit most checks from your smartphone. You can get cash in a variety of other ways. So if you've already made the decision to come to a branch and have some personal interaction, you want that interaction and you want a different experience. The automation that we need to focus on is how to make it easier for the people who are in the branch to do things efficiently, to do them conveniently, to do them in a way that helps the customer experience, that helps us understand what the customer's needs are. And I think focusing our technology that way is going to be the other key to making branches efficient. Are you optimistic? Do you see the industry? catching on to this type of wisdom that you're related, or is there still a way to go here? I am optimistic, but there still is a way to go. I think the pace of transformation is slower than I think is needed. It is occurring, but if I were to think back a couple of years ago, if I were to listen to our clients, if I were to hear people's concerns at various conferences, such as BAI Beacon, then I would have heard people more worried that there's going to be a huge decrease in the number of branches over a very short period of time. And I think that we've come to realize that the doom and gloom is far overstated. But I think that we'd be ill-served if we, as a result of that, stepped back and said, okay, we can be complacent about this. We need to move more aggressively in terms of experimenting with what works for our customers. And we can see that retail overall is changing. It's not just banking. All you have to do is to go to the mall, look at the stores and the stores that are changing and evolving. Think about what's happening, not just with 
for example, Amazon, which bought Whole Foods. And I can see the changes that are starting to occur with a different customer experience, leveraging the physical experience of the retail store, along with simplified processes that make it easier to transact, if you will, to check out, to find what you want, to have foods and even activities suggested to you that might fit your lifestyle, along with the physical experience. And I see crowded stores when I go there. So I think if we continue to evolve and make it an experience for customers to help them solve their financial concerns and to recognize the industry as a key provider of that, not just a place where you transact, and will ultimately be in good shape. So do I see retail stores and banks changing? Of course. Do I see them going away? No, I don't. And we don't see you going away because we really need your wisdom and your guidance on these issues, David. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Lou. Thanks for having me. David Kirstein is president of the Austin-based Peak Performance Group. Be sure to look for David on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, the doom and gloom related to branches is far overstated. Branches still matter. 85% of new accounts are opened at branches and they're still primary distribution channels for the financial service industry. To be sure, more transactions are moving online along with more account openings. Still, the need for branches remains and will remain into the foreseeable future. Number two, bank branch survival equals relevance to the customer. That means giving them the information they want and need that's relevant to all channels. This boils down to staffing, and here, the universal banking model offers a gateway. And number three, getting the universal banker formula right for any branch requires finesse. View it as different levels of personal bankers who can do teller functions but revolve to all tasks. Then be sure to be the proverbial fly on the wall. Observe from the background what your universal bankers are doing. You'll notice that between high traffic times, there are opportunities to turn a business lull into productive backline efforts to drive business. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the aha moment where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career. You'll figure it out is a mantra that intimidates many professionals on their way up the career ladder. But if you remember that you can't do it alone, you'll make it. Mentors matter. And here, David Kirstein relates how one mentor's encouragement fed not only his career, but in turn encouraged the success of future employees. Listen. I worked on a project to get a new banking license in the state of Minnesota. And he turned to me one day and said, why don't you go there and run it? And I kind of looked at myself and said, but I don't know what to do. And he said, you'll figure it out. You just need to figure out what needs to be done and go there and do it, and I'll help you. And I moved to Minneapolis. 
hired people, looked for locations for branches, and realized it was something that I could do. And I could do it because I had a mentor who helped me and encouraged me to say, you're not going to fail. You're able to move forward and do this. And it was something that I learned from him, not only about myself and my capabilities, but also something that I learned from him in terms of recognizing the skills that other people have, have confidence in their abilities to succeed with the right level of encouragement. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.